afternoon and happy Friday to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Chat Markets, your favorite weekly dairy market podcast powered by High Ground Dairy. Today's Friday, October 27th, and you're hearing from Alyssa Badger, Vice President of High Ground Dairy, and Kara Murphy, our Dairy Market Intelligence Manager. We enjoyed seeing some of you in Madison, Wisconsin this week, attending the National Workshop for Dairy Economists and Policy Analysts. We're also excited for this coming week where you can see us around the CME ADPI Risk Conference in Chicago on November 1st and 2nd. Highground will be co-hosting the opening reception on November 1st, and you won't want to miss it. We released a press release on Monday announcing the newest member of our team, Alex Gambonini. So I just wanted to recap that here in case you missed it. Originally hailing from Petaluma, California, Alex was raised on her family's dairy farm, fostering her love for the industry from a young age. She pursued her education at Cal Poly, where she earned her bachelor's degree in dairy science and agricultural business. Later, she furthered her studies at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities, obtaining a master's degree in applied economics. During her time in Minnesota, Alex conducted research focused on dairy farm profitability, showcasing her dedication to understanding the economic aspects of the industry. With her strong background and industry knowledge, Alex is eager to collaborate with dairy producers and engage with stakeholders across the entire dairy value chain. Her expertise will undoubtedly contribute to the high ground mission of delivering exceptional dairy solutions and supporting the success of our valued partners. If you are in Chicago next week for the RISC conference, you'll be able to meet her there. With that, let's get into the CME market recap of the week. Dryway lost a bit of ground at the beginning of the week, but climbed back to reach 40 cents per pound and traded a total of 11 times. In contrast, cheese prices rolled back with block cheddar dropping every day except Friday to end at 173 with 12 trades. Barrel cheese also dipped, falling back below the 170 per pound mark with nine trades. After finding some support in the past couple weeks, the spot butter price closed today at 319 and a quarter with 12 trades. Lastly, total nonfat buttermilk lost some steam after reaching 124 on Monday and fell back to close this Friday at 119 and three quarters with nine trades in total. Also on the domestic market, the big news this week was the September cold storage report. Can you break that down for us, Kara? Absolutely. While September butter stocks did decline from the previous month and followed the seasonal pattern, the 16 million pound decrease was not as steep as the 20 million pound five-year average decrease. Given the climb to set a new record high price of 350 per pound, we expected a larger decrease in inventories to justify the current market. The smaller drop in warehouse stores would suggest that fundamentals did not fully support 2023's price rally and indicates that the culprit is more likely a physical squeeze product mix or combination of the two. On the cheese side, inventories were neutral to our expectations. Total cheese stocks fell 23 million pounds month over month, counter to the seasonal build of 4.4 million pounds over the past five years. Other than American cheese stocks fell by 20.7 million pounds, their largest fall between August and September since 2013, while natural American cheese stocks dropped by 2.4 million pounds, bucking the typical gain of 5 million. Even so, total cheese warehouse levels were up compared to the prior year, and the high total for the month suggests that cheese stores are ample ahead of the holiday season. With reports of more available product as of late and milk production seasoning declining at a slower clip, there is more milk available for cheesemaking at the moment. 
Speaking of more milk floating around, there was some noteworthy news that came out of New Zealand this week regarding their milking season. Alyssa, can you recap what's going on across the Pacific? Sure thing, Kara. Pasture conditions in the North Island improved sharply in September, changing from a wet, cold, and tough spring to almost perfect growing conditions in the latter weeks of September. Milk production across most key dairy regions managed to outperform prior year levels at the halfway mark of September. And overall, milk solids ended up being up 1.3% from prior year during the month. It's very important to note that even though the national herd has reduced this season versus last, there's still milk price expectation pressure on farmers' budgets, and the level of supplemental feed this season will be much smaller than last. This increase in milk production is pretty much a result of very favorable weather for key milk-producing regions. Into October, weather was prime for pasture production once again across the entire country, with pastures outgrowing herds' intake requirements, allowing farmers to conserve silage. We should see a rather strong figure for this month as well. Dairy Australia also released their September milk production figures, showing a 1.5% gain over prior year. Similar to New Zealand, though, we are comparing against a week prior year, so the growth figure should be taken with a grain of salt. Data releases were pretty slow otherwise, but there are two other regions I'd like to recap quickly. The combination of a seasonal slowdown in milk from the European Union, along with a pullback in incremental growth from key regions such as the Netherlands and Germany, are resulting in a stronger-than-expected consolidation in available commodities in the region. Tighter milk solids are supporting cheese, fat, and powder prices into this week, especially as the calendar approaches the holiday season. Recent consumer confidence reports from the Eurozone would have you believe that sales would be lackluster, but instead, anecdotal reports continue to highlight the strong desire for dairy products at the retail level. Lastly, we started digging into our monthly Asia trade flow report. While we're still waiting on numbers from Japan before publishing, here were a few interesting takeaways in the data. First of all, there is still a lot of red within these tables with demand for a majority of commodities well below prior year. What was interesting though was protein products garnered all the attention in Indonesia's August import data with caseinate imports the largest on record with the bulk of these volumes coming from New Zealand. In the Philippines, skim milk powder imports continue to post figures well below the prior three years, a trend that has been in place since March. Malaysia's powder demand has also remained lackluster, but there was a data point that stuck out quite a bit, and that was strong cheese imports in South Korea. There has been a strong shift away from the U.S. and toward European and New Zealand cheese within South Korea. In fact, their September import data saw record volumes of cheese coming in from the European Union. That was primarily in the form of German cheese, but growth was also shown from Denmark and the Netherlands. Well, that does it for this week's Market Roundup. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing some of you next week. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information, as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.